This podcast is supported in part by Australian Ethical. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm recording My End of Irrational Fear on Gundungurra and Tharawal land. This October, let's try listening. Vote yes for voice, treaty, and truth. The following program contains medium, coarse language and traces of nuts. Irrational Fear recommends listening by immature audiences. Comedians, experts, laughing at the world as it burns down around us. <laughs> this is... Are you ready? A Rational Fear. Are you ready? Tonight, Pacific residents are on notice as one million barrels of Mark Latham is set to be released into the ocean. And the leader of the Wagner Group, Yevgeny Prigozhin, was memorialised in a mid-flight cremation on the way to Moscow after several weeks of battling a case of terminal error of judgement. And the intergenerational report predicts a poorer, hotter, less productive Australia. Finally, I've never felt more Australian in my life. It's the 25th of August, and with more yes-men than Vladimir Putin, this is a rational fear. So, here we go. This is a rational fear. Welcome to Rational Fear. I'm your host, former president of the Royal Spanish Football Federation, Dan Illich, and this is the podcast that takes a look at the news and gives it a little bit of a tickle. And speaking of tickle, we're missing Lewis Hobbit tonight. I don't know where he is. He's on tour around the nation doing some kind of farewell tour to people that still listen to radio, but that's okay. We all know where the, that podcasts are where it's at because we've got an exceptional fear monger with us tonight. They're a writer, producer, director, creator, podcaster, comedian, and notable queer person about town. It's AJ Lamarck. 
Welcome, AJ. Hello. Thank you so much. I love that. A notable queer person around town, as if you don't believe the rumours scribbled <laughs> on the toilets of Ark. You know, uh, you ignore well, those. I'm very notable indeed. Uh, that, well, the thing is, when you do your research on the guest and you're looking at all the publications mm. that uh, you appear in, AJ, yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of great queer publications that people have seem to have some kind of hold you in high esteem. Who knows why? Oh, blackmail. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> I've got dirt on all the editors, that's why. Um, no, I do good things. I, I, I have a good joke every now and again, a good little pun. Get some excited. You're also a maker too. You make things and that's what's great about yes. you. You create things. What are you making right now? Oh, I am making with my uh, professional day-to-day hat on. I'm making a big conference called South by Southwest Sydney. So that's taking up a lot of my making. I'm actually also making a play, which I know you know a lot about because you came along to uh, our first draft reading back in March. Yeah, I had a, I had a great which time. Is, it's a fun, very camp very fun murder mystery about influencers. So uh, very unrelatable topics. Uh, didn't draw on anyone I know personally. Uh, in fact, I know no influencers at all. Don't quote me. Don't sue me. Uh, Coming up a little later on, we're talking to the New South Wales Shadow Health Minister, Matt Keane, and he's going to give us about five minutes of talking points about why Chris Minns is destroying his New South Wales climate legacy. And we're going to be talking with disrupt Burrett protester Jesse Noakes, joining us to talk about what it's like to get a series up with Four Corners. But first, here is a message from this week's sponsor. A message from the Elections Ombudsman. In the upcoming referendum, there's only two choices, yes or no. Here's how you can exercise your democratic right. For yes, just write the word yes with the pencil provided. And for no, you can just write the word no. But be warned, you won't be allowed a dictionary. You will have to learn how to spell no before you go to vote. If you don't know how to spell no, just leave a saliva sample. You can find yours at the bottom of your chin or cheek, or in some cases, the tip of your nose. Happy referendum. Authorised by the Elections Ombudsman, which is not a real organisation. This week's first fear. India has done it. After trying many times, India is the fourth nation on Earth to successfully land a rover on the moon. This, of course, paves a way for more international students to go there to study Moonglish. Uh, that's what's going to happen there. The lander, which weighs about the same size <laughs> as a small car, is at the South Pole to search for water, which can in turn be used for rocket fuel, oxygen, and mango lassie. Um, did you watch the <laughs> landing, AJ? Did you did you did you check it out? What struck you with this I with this story? Did I was watching live. I'd just come home from watching Beauty at the Beast at the Capitol Theatre, so you know, very similar vibes. Um, exactly the same plot. Um, <laughs> It's definitely a large group of people with pitchforks, at least, yeah. Yeah, running off to the moon to, to kill the beast or find the water, you know. Uh, it's uh, open to interpretation. It's a long way to go for water, it's though. It's an allegory. Uh, you know what I mean? It's if an allegory. Thirsty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was exciting. I really enjoyed watching it. I just knew there was a bunch of Americans also watching the live stream wondering why NASA had hired so many brown people. Um, I know that was definitely a thought that was going on, being like, it's a bit changed, isn't it? This PC culture gone mad. I mean, but no, it was I mean very certainly exciting. other technology companies in America, they hire a lot of brown people, but NASA is very white, yes. NASA is very, it doing very well according to that last night. But no, it's super exciting to watch the, um, the live touchdown that happened a few seconds before they anticipated, according to the BBC. Oh, really? Uh, live feed. Right, so, they were caught unaware. So everyone was, 
Yeah, there was 18 seconds to go and everyone started cheering. And I was like, oh, well, they're, they're calling it early. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think that for me, probably the most stressful thing was seeing Narendra Modi, who was zooming in from South Africa on the big screen in Mission Control. Like there's nothing like an autocratic leader being projected in your workspace to make you not want to fuck it up, <laughs> right? Like. <laughs> The pressure was intense. Oh, intense pressure. Like, and he wasn't smiling. He wasn't, he was just gazing <laughs> into the camera. And I, I, I doubt anyone in the room could have done anything else if if something had happened. But No, what you didn't see on the live stream was that he had his phone in his left hand and there were two <laughs> buttons. And there was send everyone's family a bouquet of flowers or <laughs> Send everyone's family frets. They were the two options. And he was just hovering his thumb. Uh, luckily, it ended with flowers. Oh, that is very funny. One of my favourite parts was Modi just like waving the Indian flag in front of the screen <laughs> very nonchalantly. Like It's like he didn't care. It's like he didn't care at all. Then he went on to do a speech that went on and on. I think it was actually longer than it took for the lander to go from India to the moon. Um, it was a very long speech. I I don't know. You never let the boss speak. That's my that's my rule after no. after things like that. But it was a lovely message when it was translated. It was about you know we are the world, and if he was auditioning for Miss Universe, I reckon he would have pipped it. It was we are all <laughs> one people. This is a, we have all one together. Family unity. The world has celebrated today, and I was like, crown him. Miss Universe 2023, <laughs> Prime Minister Modi. He's a beautiful uh, man. Who are you back. wearing, Modi? I'm wearing something <laughs> without sleeves, as usual. <laughs> I wonder if this, if, if people in Pakistan are looking at the sky now going, we have got to send a lander. We have got to, we have got to beat India. <laughs> like, we've got to go to Mars. I mean, Modi in his speech said, oh, and a couple of the administrators said that the next missions for India are going to be to Venus which is it kind mm. of has the same temperature as New Delhi. So, you know, that's, that's great. Um, but, but also, also uh, the sun as well. So they're the next two big missions for the Indian space mission. So I, I wonder if Pakistan is like shitting themselves going, we're, we, we've just got to cut every social service and we've just got to, <laughs> we're going to sell those nukes. We're going to sell those nukes we've been developing and we're going to get we're going to get to Mars. We're going to get to Venus before India. Or they're going to do exactly the opposite and go, well, you know, some people go to the moon. And if you're that type of person, that's fine. If that's on you, I'm not the kind of moon person, you know. I set my standards a bit higher than the moon. I'm focused on other things. Like, what about this planet? Why aren't we solving climate change? Gosh, you know, like that's, I reckon it's, it's, it's one of two vibes. It's either your direction or we're just going to dismiss the moon completely. Uh, yeah, the only thing of interest on Venus would be a safe place to put Imran Khan. <laughs> you don't have to worry about the stabilization of the uh, landing either on that point. No, just fire him into Venus. Let him melt up on the way in. This is a rational fear. What is rational fear? It's based in fear. Taking the saddest headlines and giving them a little tickle. This week's second fear, while the intergenerational report came out to say we're going down the drain thanks to climate change, there's one country that is, wants to jump on board the Australia train, outgoing New Zealand MP Jamie Strange. He, he's leaving Parliament, but he used his valedictory speech to throw some bombs, saying that New Zealand should join Australia as the cost savings would be tremendous. He said, every time I visit Australia, I think, will we ever become one country? 
Just think of the economic benefits, economies of scale in the private and public sector, opening Aldi stores in, on our shores. <laughs> Aldi! This guy wants it for New Zealand to join Australia. It's for Aldi. He could just make just make New Zealand become East Germany. That's, that's the easiest way to do that. I just know as soon as that speech was finished, he got a DM from China being like, hey, if Australia ain't taken, uh, <laughs> let's have a chat. Let's go for dinner. Let's see uh, what we could do. Yeah, yeah. Want to come around? Want to come around and check out our Belton Road? Hmm. Get on board. <laughs> we'll see. The Silk Road could go a bit longer. We could build a path straight from Beijing. Do you know, it's just to me, it read as the ultimate. You know, you, we've all had one of those jobs, right? Where you have the flip the table, I quit fantasy. Yeah, yeah. But like this was the very middle class version. This was well, I can't flip the table because it's it's old and it's stuck in, <laughs> in it's Parliament is heavy. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to flip the fear, the metaphorical table of this country's identity <laughs> as I leave to never come back. Would would you accept New Zealand? Well, you're you know you're a person that is new to Australia, right? So I am indeed. So how would you feel? about New Zealanders becoming Australian? Oh, I mean, I love Kiwis. They're great. I, but every Kiwi I've met, minus one, who I've got a vendetta against, have been phenomenal people. Hang on, hang on a second. Who's the, who's the one person? Use this. You've got a platform oh, this, here. There's literally 5,000 people who want to know who your vendetta is against. I was someone I got stuck on with an, an intrepid tour across Asia. Oh, right. And they were just so annoying. But then you had to, like, you know, be in the small minibus with them for the oh, nine-day wow. tour across Vietnam to Cambodia. And I was like, testing my patience. Just like <laughs> New Zealand's national identity tested the patience of this exiting <laughs> member of parliament. But I like it, though. We've all got ideas. You know, New Zealand wants to be in Australia. I want to be in a Hemsworth, brother. But sometimes <laughs> they don't pan out, you know? <laughs> you can't always get your dream. Do you need a visa to be in a Hemsworth, brother? Oh, I don't know. I think you can get an Esther. I think you just apply a couple of days on You apply at the door. And it costs so, you 20 bucks and you're yeah. in the Hemsworth, brother. <laughs> Depends oh, which brother. Uh, <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, yeah. How much for Chris? <laughs> 40 bucks. Yeah, it would definitely go up. <laughs> but that was hilarious. I, I thoroughly enjoyed reading that because it felt like a Batuta like, or an Onion article. It felt I mean, J- Jamie Strange certainly has, he's got a good sense of humour, this guy, clearly. <laughs> but, like, where is he travelling to, to think that Australia and New Zealand are the same? Is he just hanging out in Hobart? Is that where he is just hanging around Tasmania? Is that all the place he flies to? I always like the idea that Hobart has an international airport, like, for starters. I think that's interesting. I think the only place they do fly to is New Zealand. <laughs> Well, soon they'll have to rename it. Just airport. We'll lose the international. A rational fear. It is the end of the world. You may as well laugh about it. AJ Lamarck, temporary co-host for A Rational Fear. Can you tell me, tell me something? Do you know what your superannuation invests in? I know they invest in a uh, in, in companies and organisations that are trying to make a better planet in a, a sustainable, climate-friendly way because my superannuation is with Australian Ethical. Is it really? It actually is. Oh, my goodness. That's great. Well, that's, you know what they also... <laughs> I'm not lying. This is 100% a fact. I'll, I'm not going to show, show you my membership number, but I can prove it. <laughs> that is fantastic. Well, good news. They also invest in us. Yes, Australian Ethical since 1986 have been making ethical choices with other people's money and they love money uh, and they want to make you rich 
but they want to make you rich by investing in companies that are doing good in the world. AJ, I assume um, uh, as someone who is, you know, relatively, I guess, new to superannuation, when you chose Australian Ethical, what was the main thing that, that, that caught your eye? I like money as much as the next person, <laughs> but I was like, you know what, let's do clean money. You've, I've heard of clean coal. That was one of the first phrases I heard when I came to Australia. I was like, let's do clean money. But Australian ethical are actually doing it. So I feel a bit better about that when my paycheck gets processed by the tax department. I feel a little bit better about my day. This has been the, this has been the easiest live read of Australian ethical ever. I think Lewis is fired. <laughs> People are genuinely going to be like, oh, AJ is such like a hack. He's sold out. He's, he's like been paid by Dan to sell. He's, in the, no he's in the pocket are. of big podcast. <laughs> big podcast and, you know, the, the, the evil corporations trying yeah. to save the planet. Excellent. Well, if you want to find out more about Australian Ethical, head over to australianethical.com.au. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. In gross disappointment news now, the Minns government in New South Wales is looking to extend the life of a coal plant due for retirement in 2025. And also, they're looking at tearing up an EV rebate that encourages people to buy new EVs in New South Wales. What, what the hell is going on here, AJ? You know, has the state Labor government become uh, like the federal Liberal Party somehow? Did they like, did they walk through like a door and flip over and take everybody's values, swap each other's values. Are we like, are we in wife swap, but for political parties? <laughs> I would say that, and I uh, one would argue that's uh, that is us in America. But um, it is quite fascinating to see. It's like the, you know they've gone to a, a function and they've picked up the wrong name tag, and they're like, <laughs> oh no, I was supposed to pick up Chris Bins for Labour Party, but I've accidentally picked up Peter Dutton for Liberal, and so you know. I'm not going to admit the mistake. I'm just going to roll with it. Oh, I'm going yeah. oh. to improv. Oh, uh, racist, climate change denial. Oh, well, all right. Might as well. <laughs> Lock in. It's too much of a fuss to to give it back. I'm, <laughs> I don't want to be rude. Uh. <laughs> oh, man, it, it's just so disheartening, like, to see the progress that's been made quickly in particularly around renewable energy zones in New South Wales, to see these companies get up and uh, have, mm. have market the market is really attractive in New South Wales for renewable energy mm. and then have it all of a sudden be thrown, like the, someone's taken the monopoly board yeah. and thrown the, the board in the air and said, no, we're going we're gonna... to... Uncertainty for everyone. Hooray! It's incredibly 
just like expected. I think that's the kind of sad thing about it. It's kind of like you go, I expect them to come in and go, yeah, yeah, this is what we're going to do. And as soon as they get in, they're like, oh, we'll get to it in a minute. Like I saw like they were blaming the previous government in action on getting renewable um, energy sources like properly built. So that's why they're going to have to do this one. I was like, you know what? I think you found the solution. How about you hurry up and build all of the things that you say are missing? That might help out. Forget what Labor Minister said, but he, he came out to talk about the EV rebate. He's like, well, it hasn't been very successful. I mean, you know, a few years ago, it was 3% of all new car sales, and now it's 10%. I mean, hang on a second. That's a 7% <laughs> increase. That sounds like a pretty successful policy to me, buddy. But it's the same thing, you know. As soon as people started putting on masks during the COVID epidemic, it really limited the number of uh, people catching COVID. So, you know, like, you just take them off. Uh, it doesn't really impact it. You've gone to show your point there. Uh- Lucky for you and the listeners, I spoke to Liberal New South Wales Shadow Energy Minister a little earlier on today to find out, from his point of view, what the hell is going on. Uh, admittedly, we didn't get many answers. It, it was just a whole bunch of talking points. But here is Matt Keane on what is happening with Chris Minns tearing up his climate policy. What you should do is look at his actions. And what has he done since he got into government? Given a tax cut to the Star Casino, a tax break to uh, a casino that was, you know, facilitating organised crime, cut EV subsidies in New South Wales and is about to extend the life of a big fire power station. A slice of my conversation with Matt Keane there. If you're after a bit of extra fear, you can hear and see the full extended chat with the Shadow Minister for Health on the Patreon. I ask him what it's like to be a Liberal Party guy who also supports The Voice, and his answer may surprise you. Big Guy Sebastian fan. Massive Guy Sebastian fan. Really big fan. This is the podcast that stacks the news up and covers it in maple syrup. A rational fear. We have got a special guest. Yes, a few weeks ago, our guest has, quote, gone too far, according to the Western Australian. Uh, They went to the CEO of Woodside's home and attempted to do a little protest about the end of the world with a Four Corners crew in tow. They were immediately bailed out for a measly $10,000. Please welcome writer, broadcaster, campaigner, climate change changer, Jesse Noakes. Welcome, Jesse. Dan, it's so good to be with you. I hope you can hear me all right. Coming to you live from a... Bolt hole in the bush. I'm I'm on the run. Bolt hole in the bush. Are, are you on the lamb, Jesse? I am. Are you, are you running? O-T-R, are you running from authority? OTR, my friend. Absolutely. They 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 <laughs> haven't got me yet, but um they have done on a number of occasions in the past. I'm sure it's not too far away that my my time will come. Je- Jesse, the ma- I read some of the the reporting on your case, and the magistrate said that um, you'd be very well to avoid media. Uh, so what are you doing on this podcast? I'm an addict. <laughs> And I just can't get enough. I just can't. I, I remember walking out of court that very afternoon and being asked whether I wanted to do a doorstop by the Channel 7 reporter who'd been blowing up my phone the previous morning trying to find out where the action was. And um, my response to him is my timeless response every time I'm asked, why do you think we do this shit? To get a chance to get the story out and get platformed and use our voices to explain a bit about what's going on over in WA because it's pretty wild. Now, what is going on in WA? I mean, we know that you went to the home of the CEO of Woodside to do a protest, and we know Four Corners was there. Mm. But can you tell us a bit about why and the group you're associated with? I absolutely can. So I am the media advisor for a group a campaign called Disrupt Borough Pub, and they've been in operation since the start of this year, just January. It's only been six months. It's been a whirlwind roller coaster of an 
escalation with the, um, the, the escalation in campaign actions, but also the response from authorities. And it all culminated on a Tuesday morning, uh, a bit over three weeks ago, in a seaside suburb of Perth called City Beach where the Woodside CEO has a big blue mansion by the coast and outside that house, one 19-year-old campaigner, an extraordinary young woman called Matilda Lane Rose, was intending to send a message about the future and about the impact on that future of Woodside's big keystone project, the Borough Pub, which is a fuck-off fossil fuel project about 200, 2,000 k's, beg your pardon, up the WA coast from where I'm sitting now. Uh, the Borough Pub. 2,000 k's, that, that's like the northern suburbs of Perth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the sprawl yeah, has yeah, finally reached very, Carafa. Very, very, the yeah, sprawl, yeah, yeah, yeah. urban sprawl at yeah, Perth. The, takes the freeway now goes far, all yeah. the way up to the East Kimberley. It's, um, it's quite a trip. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Tilda was planning to send a bit of a message one Tuesday morning. I was there in my capacity as the uh, nominated Four Corners Wrangler. Obviously, when Four Corners turn up, they bring the boom mic and they bring the sound guy and they bring the camo. So you need someone there on hand to make sure they're pointing all those They're devices. not subtle, are they? They're, they're not subtle. I mean, they, they could have done it on they, iPhones, they, couldn't they? <laughs> well, well, I mean, I had my iPhone and I was perfectly happy to send them, send them the shots, um, same way I always do, but... Uh, apparently, the ABC likes to do things a bit differently. So there I was instead, sitting <laughs> in a parked car, facing down the street. When the, um, it's okay. It's good you did that because they, as someone who's worked at the ABC, they actually don't know how to use the footage. So it's totally fine. <laughs> yeah, well, they've got two months to figure it out, and hopefully they um, they stick to the story because there's been a bit of pressure in the three weeks since on the ABC to um, to steer clear of telling the truth about exactly what went down because it's quite a different story. We joked at the start of the show that you got a series up at the ABC. Like, <laughs> well, And as comedians, we want, we want to know, how did you get a series up on the ABC? Well, like, the, 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 we the key, <laughs> it's one thing to get a series up. The, the key is not to get cancelled midway through that series. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that on this occasion the, um, the powers that be are staunch enough to stare down the WA Premier and the bloody resources minister from Woodside and actually stick to the script and get the story out because let me tell you, the footage they got, quite special, quite special. More than more than, more than than a dozen counter-terracops camped overnight in the Woodside CEO's front yard bursting out to confront one 19-year-old with a spray can and a message tells a bit of a story about the role of WA Police as private security for Woodside in this state and the reason why they're not so keen to hear the message when young people decide to stand up and send it to them. Um, wow, so... There was there was you, the Four Corners crew, one protester, and twenty cops. Yeah, people say fifteen or twenty. It was um, it was tough to tell because, as I say, I was sitting in a parked car with my seatbelt on, the radio blasting when um, a senior sergeant rolled up to me. He wasn't a senior sergeant; he was a senior detective from the state security force. They're using counter-terracops over here because the ordinary police. Um, the state sits. security. Well, when it comes to teenagers with spray cans, obviously mm. the um the regular squaddies. Mm. Can't quite, um, can't quite keep up with the escapades. Um, so no, state security have been on our case all year. I am consequently <laughs> camped out somewhere a long way south of Perth in the bush. Wow. So you're actually on the lam right now. You actually are in hiding despite well, you actually not do anything. You're, yeah, you're, I mean. You're a media guy. Re- regrettably, it seems like Woodside's contract with WA Police isn't quite cutting the mustard for them because not satisfied with bail conditions that prevent me from being anywhere near the Woodside, Woodside CEO or Woodside property or speaking to any of the people who were involved. They also delivered, with the help of the West Australian Police Force, some violence restraining orders a few days ago to some of my fellow oh, campaigners, yeah. which not only replicate all the bail conditions already in operation but also prevent them from speaking publicly about what happened on that cold 
wet morning in early August and any mention of the Woodside CEO or the process inside a house could land those people in jail by virtue of this violence restraining order against peaceful protesters, most importantly a 19-year-old young woman who on a Saturday morning was woken up out of bed by a couple of cops with a BRO. I have been told there is one out with my name on it as well. I haven't seen it yet. I imagine there's... Ah. A couple of squad cars parked outside my most recent listed address and fortunately I um, totaled my highlights a couple of days ago a long way south of Perth so I'm not going home anytime soon. So, so this being, is why you're on the run, to avoid run. being served. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Um, now, needless, needless to say, it's yet another attempt to... Um, to shut me up and, more importantly, to shut people like Matilda up from um, from getting the word out about the Barra Pub and when it's set to destroy 50,000-year-old rock art and emit 6 billion tonnes of CO2 over the next 50 years, you can understand why they're pulling out all the stops and getting personal. But needless to say, the only violence being perpetrated in the state is by the very company who is seeking to use any means possible to shut us up. Jesse, I also want to talk about, you know, the other disrupt Burrup protesters. Uh, some of them let a stink bomb off in Woodside's HQ. Did you work on that campaign? What did it smell like? Oh, really bad. Really. Like, it, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I mean, but, but gas, gas stinks. I mean, gas, oh, gas, oh, is, gas but, is shit, man. Like, it's not, it's not good for you. It's not good for you. But, Jesse, I mean, I hate, I hate to, you know, I hate to pour rain on your parade here, but. I mean, there's a lot of work from home action right now. <laughs> well, I mean. Do you think a stink bomb, you know, is this little stink bomb in the empty office would have done any different, you know? It's a pretty good, pretty good prank. Though. I mean, it got, it got a couple of thousand crew out of work and on an extended lunch break. Um, I mean, if they want to thank me later, they're welcome to. I believe, probably. I, I, I understand the stink bombers are actually were actually put under house arrest. What do their houses smell like? Oh, peaches, obviously, roses. They, um, <laughs> their shit don't stink because what they're doing is, yet again, finding another creative way to get the message out about what Woodside's gas is doing to all of us. And um, that really stinks. And if they can't get to work and can't get into the boardroom to crank out some more um, mischief and mayhem for one more day, I'd say it's a job well done. But they don't agree. They reckon that we cost them um, some serious slice of their earnings and so they're going after everyone in the Supreme Court. What are you Court. talking about? It doesn't even mean, like Craig Rucastle literally delivered crates full of trees to Woodside in War and Waste last season. That's that basically it's the same prank disrupting the environment mm. disrupting the foyer for a few hours. Like yeah. Craig Rucastle yeah. didn't get done with anything. No, I think they're really, really proud of their new HQ though. And their lawyers who are the top top five international law firm Allen's also work out of that same HQ. They kind of they, they, they co-work. They've got like a hot desk in situation. So I think right, the, right. Um, the the lawyers and their Supreme Court threats are probably um, it's more about wounded pride, I would say, than anything else. They're a bit sensitive at the moment. They're coming under fire from all quarters, and um, they 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 only speak one language, and that is legal threats and profit and loss statements. So I guess <laughs> they feel like maybe what we're doing is having an impact, and. Um, this is one way. Well, to Jesse, start. how would your how would your critics prefer you'd protest? How would you? Well, would it's, they prefer well, you'd I, can, I can tell you actually because <laughs> one of my one of my keenest critics is the news director of Channel Nine News, a guy called Gareth Parker, who I've crossed swords with on Talkback in the past, and he was on he was back on Talkback back in his old show a couple of weeks ago, and he said that from his office on St George's Terrace, he sees peaceful protests 
walking up the street from, you know, from, from the Central Square in Perth up to Parliament, all the time escorted by WA police. They do the right thing. They get the permits. They march past. Gareth gets to send down a camera crew and catch him for a couple of seconds for the evening news if he deems fit to show it. So I think what people like Gareth, and the powers that be in Perth would like to see is more of the same. They're very comfortable with business as usual, with the status quo, with um, with nothing too 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 much to shake the tree. And I think what the Disrupt Borough Pub campaign has been doing has been mixing it up a bit, and that's uncomfortable. It sounds it, it sounds like sounds like to be fair, as someone who makes TV, Gareth was really upset that you gave the exclusive rights to the ABC. I did. <laughs> Only because only because he wouldn't take him. I've tried. I've I've, I've called Gareth that since January this year, trying to get him in, trying to get him in on the ground floor. He would have been there for the first action if he had stuck to the script and sent someone along. He won't. He he, he doesn't seem to understand a story when he sees it. I don't understand quite what the um yeah the conversations in the Channel Nine news are really clearly different to the ones in Ultimo. I'm pleased to say. Yeah. But, yeah. AJ, do you have any questions for Jesse? Ah, oh, so um, I am interested to uh, kind of know what. Um, I actually probably can't ask that. I was like, "What are your plan next?" But I realised that's called evidence. So I'm not going to ask that question. <laughs> I, I'd probably tell you. Like, <laughs> I, then I'm going to act as your legal body and say, yeah. "My client Jesse refuses to answer this question." Uh, <laughs> I'm gagged. I'm gagged. I, uh, it's, it's my own good. The, the VRO is Look, the it's, slap, so it's, it's not the first they're, they're time I've left man <laughs> Well, it probably wouldn't shut me up because I have a habit of um, getting myself into trouble with my big mouth. But <laughs> ask away. Jesse. If there's, yeah. Uh, is there anything you'd like to end on, Jesse? Oh, I think really, Dan, um, thanks for having me on. It's been great to have a chat. And all I would say is that anyone who wants to find out more about the Barrow Pub and about Woodside's plans to destroy the planet and take us all down with them should head to the website, disruptbarrowpub.com. There's talks and meetings, action trainings and action happening all the time. It's a really cool group of committed campaigners who are shaking shit up and getting the job done. And I think everyone should get behind it. It's, um, you know, they, some, some people are gagged at the moment. These VROs are punitive misuse of legislation to protect vulnerable people. The only vulnerable people that need protecting are all the children growing up today who will side are fucking with their catastrophic power pop plans. So um, if you want to speak out and share the message and amplify the voices of those who are currently silenced, please get them on the show, get out on the streets and, um, yeah, just, just get the yarn out and about. Jesse, thanks for joining us on Irrational Fear. Good on you, Dan. Thanks, AJ. Take it easy. Yeah. Irrational Fear. All right, that is it for Irrational Fear. Big thank you to AJ and Mark for joining us on the show and also Jesse Noakes from Disrupt the Bar Up. Um, what would you like to plug? Do you want to plug anything, uh, AJ? I'll definitely plug my podcast. Uh, it's called Floof with AJ Lamarck. Uh, each episode I chat with someone about an area that they're just interested in or they want to talk about for an hour. I've had... Dan on talking about crowdfunding. So if you want to listen to more about Dan's uh, escapades with crowdfunding campaigns and a bit behind the scenes of that, definitely have a listen. And there's a myriad of different topics on there to listen to as well. Excellent. Uh, Jesse, what would you like to plug? I would like to plug a little talk show that I'm setting up with my dear friend John Conway. And you can check out the TikTok, jesse.notes, to find out what we're up to next. 
That's it for Irrational Fear. Oh, I've got things to plug too. We are yeah. doing Irrational Fear yeah. at the Women in Media Conference, uh, September 9. We've got a huge lineup there. Nino Yama, Nayuki Gori. Uh, we've also got Hannah Ferguson from Cheek Media. Vijay Rajan from uh, Auntie Donna's Coffee Cafe, also joining us as well as Lewis and I. And we're also going to the Torres Strait, September 19. So if you are listening in the Torres Strait and you are near or can get to Thursday Island, which is closer to Papua New Guinea than any Starbucks in Australia. You can come along. September 18, Thursday Island, huge lineup. Uh, Leon Firewood, Diet uh, Alphanek, Dane Simpson, we're dragging him up there all the way from Wagga Wagga, and Lewis and I will also be there too. So, yes, please come along to our Torres Strait show and our Women in Media show. Big thanks to Road Mike's Australian Ethical, our Patreon supporters, Jacob Round on the Teppan Yaki timeline. That is it. Thanks very much, everyone. Until next week, there's always something to be scared of. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is supported in part by Australian Ethical.